come and have some fun thinking about Jonah. Uh, Should we pray before we start? Heavenly Father, we thank you that you have been with us here already this morning. We thank you, Lord God, for the praises of your people. And we pray, Lord God, that as we consider the book and the story of Jonah, Father God, that you would invade each person listening. Invade my heart with your Holy Spirit, I pray. And if there's anything that I've prepared that is not of you, God, I just pray that you would strike it from my notes right now. Uh, Bless us all this morning, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so how to catch a fish. Anybody been fishing lately? No. Well, you'll hopefully know how to catch a fish by the end of it, or maybe not, as the case may be. Okay, so Jonah's story is a very famous story. Hands up if you already know the story of Jonah. Not everybody. Wow, that's amazing. And we tell it a lot to the boys and girls because there's lots of visuals that you can use with it. Uh, But basically, it's a story of a prophet who runs away from God and ends up inside a fish for three days. So that gives us a little bit of warning there. If we run away from God, don't go down the beach because you might end up inside a fish. So we can learn a lot from Jonah's story. So how are we going to catch a fish? And what kind of fish is Jonah trying to catch? Now, I'm thinking that Jonah's not really in the business of catching fish. As Sue said about her picture, he's not really in that business, is he? He's not a fisherman. He hasn't gone to the beach with his nets. But he has gone to the beach for a purpose. But let's start at the very, very beginning of Jonah. In Jonah chapter 1. In the very, very first verse, it says this. The word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai. I hopefully think I'm saying that right, but if I'm not, that's what it looks like. Now, even though Jonah didn't respond to the way that God wanted, he was open to listen to God, wasn't he? I wonder, how open are we to listening to God? You see, he must have given his full attention to the Lord in order to hear from him, yeah? Because otherwise, he wouldn't have heard anything if he wasn't listening to God. Uh, The notes I've made is he's given attention to. He's given his full attention to God. So what can we learn from this? Well, we can learn that Jonah heard from God, yeah? Because that's what it says. The word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai. So Jonah heard from God, but his response wasn't the right response, was it? When we hear from God, we can do one of two things. We can either respond to what God has told us, i.e. do what he says, or we can do what Jonah did and do the complete opposite. So God says to Jonah, go to Nineveh, so Jonah doesn't. He goes the opposite direction and heads. Now I was talking to Greg the other day. And Greg's been doing a lot of research about Nineveh, which was really cool. And I didn't realise, I always knew the Ninevites were bad, okay? But I didn't realise how bad they really were. They were like really, really, really bad. Think of the worst person ever and times it by ten, and you might be close to how bad the Ninevites were. They didn't just conquer civilizations; they decimated them. Like, they even decimated the land, not just the people, everything. They left destruction in their way. Now, I'm not being funny, but I think if God told me to go to a place like that, I think I'd be a little bit nervous too. And I'm thinking, actually, that I might be going in the opposite direction as well. 
Because that's what Jonah does. He goes in the opposite direction, as far away from Nineveh as he can think to go for that moment in time. So even though he knows he's heard from God, he thinks, sack that, I'm not doing that, and goes in the other direction. I wonder, are we going to be doing that this morning? Are we going to hear from God? God could be speaking right into our hearts, right now, this minute. Are we going to just go, nah, that's not for me. It's a nice sunny day. I think I'll do my own thing. Or are we going to say to God, all right then, it looks a bit tricky, but I'm going to do it anyway. How can we give our attention to God? Well, we need to take time out of our busy schedules. That's how we give attention to God. I don't know about you, but I get really busy sometimes. I get so busy sometimes I meet myself coming back. Have you ever done that? You know, when you're so busy doing what you need to be doing that you kind of meet yourself on the way back into the room and you're like, oh, hello. (laughs) Sometimes I'm so busy, I don't see others for days and days and days on end. And then they're like, oh, you do, you do exist. You are around. But we need to take time out of those busy schedules to pray and to listen. Because that's what Jonah must have been doing to be giving his full attention to God. He must have prayed and listened. But also, we need to do something else. We need to delve into God's word and respond to what God is saying to us. So we need to give our full attention to God, even when we're busy. And I'm talking as much to me as anybody else here, because God is needing me as well to sit and be still and know that he is God. Last week I was talking to Mark and he gave me a thing about a prayer app and I downloaded that prayer app by the way and do you know it's brilliant, it's called Prayer Mate. If you struggle sometimes to sit down and really spend time with God, I would recommend this app, Prayer Mate it's called and it's free for any of you that don't want to spend money on apps and it helps you to sit and focus on what God is saying to you and how you can pray for others. So there you go. Thank you very much, Mark. Okay, the second point is revere. So the first point is give attention to. That is a G, not an A. just want to put that out there. The second one is from chapter 2, and it's revere. In Jonah 2, verse 6, it says, But you brought my life up from the pit, O Lord my God. Where is Jonah at the minute? He's in the fish. That's right. He's probably feeling a little bit smelly. Well done, Jacob, by the way. Never been in a fish. I've ate a fish. I've walked past a fishmonger's. That smells. Jonah's now inside a really big fish. He's disobeyed God's call. And now he's in huge trouble. You know, when we disobey God, fortunately, we don't end up in a big fish. But actually, we have big fishes in our lives, don't we? We end up in situations which are difficult. But what does Jonah do in this difficult situation? What can we learn from Jonah? Well, Jonah, the first thing he does is he gets on his hands and knees and he prays. He prays to God and he worships his God. He's in a really smelly, yucky, disgusting situation. Don't know of anybody else that's been in that situation ever. And he doesn't lie down and think, right, that's it, that's me done, I'm I'm finished. Instead, he says, you brought my life up from the pit, O Lord my God. I'm thinking he's still in the pit at this point. 
He's still in it, isn't he? He's still inside the whale. But yet he says, but you, O Lord, brought me up from the pit. He is proclaiming what God is about to do. He is prophesying that God is going to save him. He knows that God is going to save him. One of the main reasons he knows that God's going to save him is because the fish didn't chew him. If he'd have had a bit of a chew on him, then I'm thinking he would have been in a much more difficult situation. But the main reason he knows that God's going to save him is because he knows God. We've already said that the word of the Lord came to Jonah. Jonah knows that God will save. If he's going to save the people of Nineveh, then he's surely going to save Jonah from the belly of a whale or a fish, or whatever it was. Jonah has hope in God. He knows that salvation comes from the Lord. At the end of that chapter, it actually says that God is salvation. That prayer comes from that hope and that faith in his God. And we can learn from that. We can learn from Jonah's situation. What do we do when things look bleak? Do we trust in God? How do we just sit there and go, that's it, I've had enough. I'm out. I can't do this anymore. I know for me, I'll be honest with you, I sometimes find it really tricky to worship when I don't think God's listening. I find it hard to worship sometimes when God is far away. But God's not the one being far away, you see. It's me. I'm the one that's far away. I'm the one in the belly of the whale, not God. God's there with me. But that's what we need to do. We need to rise up, rise up and revere him and worship him with everything we have. Say, I'm going to worship you with all that I have, even though I feel rubbish. That's what we can learn from Jonah. Jesus never promised us an easy life, you know. He actually said, pick up your cross and follow me. He didn't say, pick up your nice, cuddly, fluffy toys and... Off we will go into an island of paradise. He said, pick up your cross and follow me. He didn't promise it to be easy, but he did promise that he would always be with us, even inside the belly of a fish. The third thing is absolve. In Jonah 3, 3, it says, Jonah obeyed the word of the Lord and he went to Nineveh. He gave in, finally. Okay, God, I hear what you're saying. I can see that it's the only thing I've got left to do. I might be a bit stinky, but I'm going to Nineveh because I have no other choice than to follow what you are saying. Because God is in the business of absolving people. That's the third word, absolve. Like I've already said, Nineveh wasn't a pleasant place to go. For Jonah, it was bad, bad news. Because Jonah was actually heading for for what he thought was for his own destruction. You know, you don't tell people that are evil, that could do bad things to you. Or by the way, you're going to go to hell if you don't believe in God and expect to live afterwards. But that's kind of what Jonah was doing. He was having to go into this place, which not only killed people, but like I said earlier, stripped the land and completely decimated everything in its in its way and Jonah was going there to say you're not doing the right thing lads God's not happy and if you don't sort it out he's going to wipe you out and that's what Jonah that was the actual thing that Jonah had to do but you see God was with him and he knew that he was going to be protected and he goes in and he shares God's message 
God wanted the Ninevites to change their ways. He wanted them to return to him. He wanted them to be different. He wanted the people to be free from sin. Now, there's people in this world that possibly we don't like, possibly we don't agree with. There's even situations in our world that we don't agree with, but we can still come alongside those people. We can still pray for those situations, whatever they are. We have a God that loves everybody, no matter who they are. He loves everybody, no matter what the sin is in their life. He loves them. And it is our job to go fishing for these people. Just like in Sue's painting, it is our job to fish for these people on God's behalf. The thing is, we are all children of God, no matter who we are. And even if we feel a bit like Jonah, like, don't want him coming to our church. Don't want her coming to our church. They're not very nice people. What are we going to do when they start coming? Well, actually, that's the point. We want them to come. We want them to come to God. We have to sometimes just put ourselves out there, don't we? We have to make sure that we are okay to do that. Sometimes telling people that don't like us or we don't like them, that Jesus loves them, is the one thing that they need to hear. That's what the Ninevites needed. They needed to hear that God loved them and that God had a plan for their lives. And what happens after Jonah gives them the message? They change their ways. So that person in your life that's maybe irritable or annoying, it might be me, that person in your life that, is kind of like lives next door to you and maybe, I don't know, maybe has parties at stupid o'clock in the morning. Yeah, and that's just Rivendell. Just go and love them. Just go and show them the love of Jesus because that's actually what we're called to do. We're called to be fishers of men. Just like Sue's picture, fishers of men. My last point is this, be repentant. I love Jonah 4. I'd love to know what Jonah 5 is. Wouldn't you love to know what it says in Jonah 5? There isn't one, if anybody's asking. And that's what I'd love to know what happened next. I've seen the Jonah VeggieTales version, and if you've got children or grandchildren, go and find it. Jonah VeggieTales is hilarious, because the Ninevites, they're peas, and they slap one another with fish. It's quite funny. And at the end, Jonah and the VeggieTales, he kind of sits and has a bit of a pout underneath a tree. And along comes this little Mexican worm and has a go at him. But actually, this is what he says in the Bible. He prayed to the Lord. Oh, Lord, is this not what I said when I was still at home? This is why I was so quick to flee to Tarshish. I knew that you're so gracious and compassionate, God, slow to anger and abounding in love. He knew it. He knew that if he went to Nineveh, that God would forgive them. And he's like really, really miffed about it. He's like, really? You have forgiven that lot? I knew you'd do it. I knew you'd do it, Lord. I didn't want you to do it, but I knew you would. So he's actually having a paddy at God for forgiving them in the first place. Yeah? Mind you, it is understandable. Like I've already said that Jonah didn't like these people. But, nevertheless, God loves everybody. Even the people we don't like. Even the people that don't like us. Even the people that make fun of us. God loves everybody. Jonah needs to get with the program. And I suggest he needs to repent. Jonah needs to get with the program and repent of what he 
is doing because he's having a party for people getting saved. Can we be like that? Do we need to ask God to forgive us for when we've been a bit miffed because of the fact that maybe we don't think they're good enough? Well, hang on, let's look at ourselves. Are we good enough? Yes. Why? Because Christ died. Christ died for us and he died for them. We need to come before God and ask his forgiveness and to listen to his call on our life. We need to tell others so that they can be forgiven and so that we can repent of any of that stuff inside us that stops us from going. As we finish, we can learn a lot from Jonah. All of these different words, I haven't put a PowerPoint up, but they make the word grab. So it's give attention to, revere, absolve, and be repentant. They make up the word grab. If we grab onto what God is telling us and follow his lead, we can't go wrong. Do you know that? We won't end up in the belly of a fish. Because if we follow what God wants us to do in the first place and grab hold of what he's saying to us, then we can't go far wrong. It won't be easy, but we can't go wrong. Jonah gave his attention to God. He revered God. And even in the darkest places, he helped others absorb themselves before God. And because of this, they repented and were forgiven. So what are we going to do today? How are we going to be the Jonas to our community? Are we going to give our attention to our heavenly dad and say to him, God, what is it that you want me to do? Where do you want me to go? Who do you want me to go to talk to? And even if he tells you to talk to somebody that you're feeling a little bit like, I'm not so sure about this. Do it anyway. Because let's face it, you don't want to end up in a big fish, do you? If you're going to go in the opposite direction, you want to make sure that you're nowhere near the sea. So let's grab on to what God has to say to us today. And let's not do as Jonah did, but actually do as God wants us to do. Let's be attentive to him. Let's revere him in worship. Let's help others be absolved and come to know him. And let's be repentant from when we don't. To help them be repentant too. Let's finish with a prayer. Heavenly Father, I just pray, Lord God, that you would help us to be attentive to you. That you would help us to always worship you and revere you, even in the darkest of moments. I pray, Lord God, that with the power of your Holy Spirit, you would help us to help others to know you. To, so that they too can be absolved. And we pray, Lord God, that when we don't do the right thing, that you will help us to be repentant. Father, we repent right now for those times when we haven't done what you wanted us to do. Help us to grab hold of what you want us to do today, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.